Welcome to Night Shift Thoughts, a podcast full of the random, insightful and sometimes deep conversations we have during Nightfield. We will discuss things you've probably never thought of before, but won't stop thinking about after listening to an episode. Let's hop right in. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Night Shift Thoughts with me, Ariana. So this is episode two of Conar series. So I thought I'd dive right in and we are talking about multiple factor analysis today. So... I'm just going to dive right in. Essentially, multiple factor analysis, the best way I can describe it is you have something, let's take driving a car, for example, and there are multiple factors that you need to take into consideration when you sit in that car. For example, do you have any other means of getting somewhere, any safer means? Do you take public transport? Is it the most cost effective for your family? How much are fuel prices? How many seatbelts do you have? How new is your car? How updated is registration? How good is your driving skills? Those are just some multiple factor analysis that you need to do. So when you step into a car, that's before you get into a car. When you sit in your car, you need to figure out, okay, is me driving this car worth the risk of me possibly getting in an accident? If that is a yes, then you can continue driving. If that is a no, then you find another mode of transport. You can take a bicycle. You can take a scooter. You can go on a plane. You can go on a train. You can go on a bus. There's so many other options, but that's up to you. So when it comes to COVID, multiple factor analysis is essentially when you need to apply multiple factors, which I will talk about, to a situation. When you apply single factor analysis, this is what you get. The harm from COVID is so severe that nothing else matters. It doesn't take into consideration anything else. That's single factor. When you have um, multiple factor analysis, then you take into consideration every factor before deciding something. So these are the factors. Is it really about health? The mental health of people. The economy. What does lockdown achieve? Common sense. Is there any? Statistics, you must believe that COVID is the most deadly thing out there and that nothing else matters. You must do a risk analysis. Look at the science. Missing information or misinformation. Fear, personal beliefs and values, the new normal. We've got where is the line? Virtue signaling, people's livelihoods, personal freedom, power of those in influential positions. Who do the rules apply to? Relationship, the development of people, especially children, social interactions. What type of society are we creating? Truth, is there an absolute truth? Big Pharma, censoring, democracy, and what are the repercussions of these choices? Those are the factors. I will look into most of them today, and I hope this doesn't go too long, but it could because it's a Kona series, so who knows? Um, but I really hope I, oh good, I'm recording. It's currently 10 o'clock. This is the second time I've tried recording this episode. So let's hope it goes better. Okay. Is it really about health? Okay. When we look at this, we have to look at multiple factors. We have to look at the multiple factors or the, of our health, physical, psychological, spiritual, and mental. There's probably others, but those are the ones I've coined got to ask yourself some questions what about those who cannot get the vaccine or wear a mask what about them are we gonna force them to become unhealthy to suit our agendas or simply 
They don't believe the benefits outweigh the risk. Where there is risk, there must be choice and consent. That is what I'm going to drill into you guys. So looking at these multiple aspects of health during COVID, anything from uh, 2020 to 2021 currently, there has been an increase in drinking, smoking, um, insomnia, anxiety, mental, poor mental health conditions, and helplessness. This helplessness leads people to do desperate things. That is what I'm leaving it at because you all know how desperate people do desperate things. So when this is something that I just found mind-boggling, like when describing any health stuff, choosing not to be vaccinated against COVID, someone described them as selfish. If they want to put their patients and colleagues at risk, well, then they won't have a position in our hospital or healthcare industry. This is some person in New South Wales. I quoted him from a journal. How have we gone? This is me now. How? Oh my gosh. How have we gone an entire two years, two whole years without it? Meaning vaccinations, mandatory masking, mandatory lockdowns, everything in between, and still managed to survive. For example, when it comes to about health, I think of those with poor health and those who have a genuine concern for their health, why they can't comply to these restrictions, vaccinations, whatever. So they may go and get an exemption. However, somewhere, this is not just somewhere, this is in South Australia and New South Wales that I know of currently. I know someone who tried to get a what is exemption from wearing a mask and the doctor has been told that they are not allowed to give out exemptions this may have changed now i think it has but for a solid two months i think it was they were not giving out exemptions unless it was real desperate like you had to be oh the stupid light okay whatever you had to be almost dying to not get the exemption Uh, To get the exemption, sorry. So essentially what ended up happening was there was this person, there was an overload of exemptions because obviously people aren't going to comply if they have a genuine reason for not wanting to comply. And so this is what the um, person, the spokesperson in Sydney or New South Wales specifically said. If you hear like rustling and stuff, that's me getting up to turn the lights back on because I turned off and the chair. So... They said that the number of people seeking exemptions was so high that they decided not to issue them as a blanket rule. Go figure that one. If it's really about health, why are we not issuing exemptions for people that really need them? Go figure that one. Never ever in history have I seen a vaccine pushed so hard. Like, since when has it been okay for my medical information to become on display for everyone? It's like a badge for everyone to see. You need to do what is best for you. For example, if you have a condition, you are immunocompromised, you are seeking treatment or are over 65, take care, but don't force it on perfectly healthy, young and fit people to follow the same rules. That is the main thing about health. Number two, mental health. Many researchers have gathered evidence revealing heightened psychological distress during the pandemic. There was a rise in the use of mental health services and an increase in psychological distress during 2020. Hmm. Maybe that has something to do with lockdowns and stuff. 
So again, as I say, apply multiple factor analysis. These are the things that could be causing this. Stress, isolation, money problems, relationships, being unstrained, relationship issues, not being able to be social, not getting outside enough, not getting active enough, lack of routine, no normalcy, and being stuck in one area for long periods of time. For example, sitting at your desk, looking at a screen all day. So this can be applied to multiple factors to look at mental health. Is all everything that's happening in COVID worth it for the mental health? That's for you to decide. I'm giving you the factors. You decide if it's worth it. Every single person I know has struggled. I've struggled and I do not normally, um, what's the word? I don't normally struggle with mental health, like depression, anxiety. I've been blessed with very, um, uh, what's the word? Like a very bounce back attitude, I guess you could say. And I, I saw this quote the other day where it's like, list all the things that are on your mind are worrying you. Now, Cross off the ones that you cannot control. Don't worry about them. Focus on the ones that you can control. And so that's been my attitude. Focus on the ones I can control and focus on how I can help those ones and help those people that I can control. So this is a statistic, an alarming statistic. One in three people, 30% of younger Australians aged 18 to 34 have experienced high or very high levels of psychological distress in June 2021. One month, one in three, an increase. And there has been a massive increase. I'll do a whole nother episode on this. A massive increase in people calling helplines. Again, economy. You need to look at how many jobs are lost, the lively, how many livelihoods are ruined because of lockdowns, how many businesses forced to shut down. You need to look at the people in the economy who benefit from this happening. We are at a historic high of 13.8% or to put this into perspective, 1.8 million people working reduced or no hours. That's just mind boggling. Um, Accommodation and food service industries has taken the hardest hit with a 35% drop in payroll jobs. And because overseas arrivals have plummeted to 21,000 compared to 2.3 million people in January that year before. This has had major impacts on every single industry. Farming, um, hotels, uh, hospitality, anything that you can do. Fruit picking. I know our fruit picking has been so downhill. What else has been? Uh, Just pub jobs in general, bartending, waitress stuff. This has all taken a toll because of everything COVID-related. So like how, to me, how are we going to get back to normal if so many people are getting fired or let go or things are just not able to run smoothly? Like so many things are impacted. This thing stops, this thing stops, and then it's a snowball effect. Like you cannot say that it's not impacting economy because we can all see that. What does lockdown achieve? You have to believe that the negatives are justified by some greater overall positive. What is that greater overall positive? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Has the objective changed from last year to now? I think it has personally. I think the objective in the beginning was zero COVID, which we all knew was never going to happen. We got there and then now all of a sudden they're like, they've stopped recording case numbers. No one cares about that anymore because we know that it's not going to be COVID zero. However, now that international borders are open, we're not caring about cases anymore. Go figure that one. So now what is the point of lockdowns? What is lockdowns actually achieving? 
If someone has an answer, come hit me up because I have no idea. I don't think they're achieving anything, to be honest. Common sense. This is one that I need y'all to listen in on. To me, nothing makes sense. I'm doing a whole episode on this. I said it a lot, but there's going to be a massive part series. Nothing makes sense. I can't seem to make sense of anything that's happening. And to be honest, most people's arguments are really poor. If you have a brain, which is most people, everyone listening to this, for goodness sake, use it. Do some research. Do your own research. Don't take everything that you hear from social media, from any big media, from your neighbors, from your mum, your dad. Do it. Your own research. Figure it out for yourself. God gave you a brain. Use it yourself. And for goodness sake, don't bag others and hate on others who have actually done their research and affirm in their belief just because you don't agree with them. Agree to disagree. That's something I'm going to tell you. So common sense to me. Tell me how this makes sense. Fully vaxxed. Still walking around following the fully masked rule, following the 1.5 meter rule, and you're still scared of unvaxxed people. Go figure that one out for me, even though your chance of getting COVID and dying from it is already substantially low. Go figure that out. Um, statistics. Okay, this is one that I whole episode is going to be based on this. You need to look at the stats, not just the individual people, but as a whole percentage of Australia. You're more likely to die from COVID, uh, from car, from COVID, lol. You're more likely to die from a car crash than COVID. So why doesn't, the, why doesn't anyone record the people, the amount of people that have recovered? In Australia, there is currently 147,388 cases with only 872 deaths in COVID positive patients. This necessarily does not mean they died from COVID. This means they have tested COVID positive at time of death. That, in perspective, gives you a 0.56% chance of getting COVID and dying from it. 0.56. This is as a whole of Australia, like not just individual age groups, which are completely different. Sorry, I had to go get uh, the lights back on so you can see me. This is um, just Australia as a general. Okay, look at um, how many people have recovered. But look, you need to do a whole analysis of people. You need to look at people who have been in hospital from chronic conditions, from previous medical conditions, from poor immune health, from um, getting treatment from something else and catching COVID. Is it really, do they really die from Something else, for example, this is a really good example. There was a boy in, I think, Australia, in Sydney, New South Wales. Um, He was, from memory, 11 years old. He had pneumonia, went to hospital, contracted COVID in hospital, and he died. No one knows if it's from COVID or pneumonia. We already know that it was from pneumonia because the percentage of a child dying from COVID is 0% chance. There has been zero recorded deaths from zero to 11 years old. So go on from that and the parents found out on this death certificate, it had written from COVID. The parents had found out and mind you, the nurses and doctors get paid to write that this is a COVID death. There is news about this everywhere this is not a hidden fact i didn't have to go like diving for this information you can find it there is press conferences where they say yes we actually it's not necessarily from covid it's dying with covid this boy the parents found out were furious 
They went and they sued them because they knew that their child had died from pneumonia with COVID, not from COVID. So they were they were furious, and as they should be, because if you look at the percentage of people that have actually died with pre-existing conditions and not actually from COVID but with it, it's crazy. But they won't tell you that because why would they? Why would they tell you that? The chance of hospitalization is 4.66% chance or 978 out of 20,000 975. The risk of being in ICU is even lower at 0.86% chance or 180 out of 20,975. So the argument of, oh, they're unvaxxed and the people are taking up um, the COVID beds and rah, rah, rah in ICU. Okay, no, that argument does not stand because also look at the statistics. If you're going to tell me to look at science and stats, do your own research because I'm looking at these from the government website. They're not even trying to hide them. They are telling you smack bang, do your own research, look at the stats. Okay. Next thing, you have to believe that COVID is the most deadly thing that there is out there and that nothing else matters. Do a risk analysis. You have to believe that starvation, people in third world countries, people in sex trafficking or in human, um, like child pornography. You have to believe that all of these things do not matter as much as COVID does at the moment. You have to believe that people in foster care don't matter as much. You have to believe that children's education doesn't matter as much as COVID does. You have to believe that um, people who are nurses and doctors and anyone in the healthcare professional, you have to believe that COVID is far greater risk than them having personal choice or personal freedom. Freedom. Okay, look at the science, they tell me. People look at the science. Okay, I'm just going to leave that one to you. You have to look at the science. I'm going to do a podcast on that because I can't be bothered explaining it to you guys. Missing information or misinformation. This is a huge one. There is always going to be a bias no matter what side of the uh, what side of the pulpit you stand on. If you are someone who was for vaccine passports, for mandating masks, for all these mandatory lockdowns, for essentially everything that's going on right now, you are never going to be able to see past your own bias. I'm sorry, but you like, there's no way that you can see past your own bias because your morals are already compromised and you are already not thinking with common sense. Like, I'm sorry, but if you are for this, there is no matter how much I say, no matter how much I speak, you are always going to stick with your beliefs and you're always going to stick with your, um, miss, guided views I guess you could say because I don't believe in them and I think that you should always take everything into consideration and you're I don't know where your morals stand with that like I genuinely don't next one fear this is the hugest one I'm doing a whole massive the biggest the biggest episode is going to be on fear because this is just something that from the beginning we are told to fear this virus we are told that nothing else matters that we need to fear this virus like it's the end of our lives like if you don't fear this virus if you don't get vaxxed then bad things are going to happen to you we're told to fear this thing that we know little to nothing about or if we do know stuff about it we are told that oh okay if someone stands up against that narrative we're just going to shut them down so fear causes you to do things and think things you normally wouldn't how do you think they break people down they cause them to become so fearful that they become dependent on the very thing that that person has made them fearful. For example, the government has told you to become very fearful of this thing, COVID. 
we've all been brainwashed to become so fearful of this c word and to be fearful of the unvaxxed and to be fearful of what's going to happen if you don't get vaxxed or what's going to happen if you get covid like oh no that's the worst thing in the world when in reality that makes us depend on the government and the people that are telling us that even more which is what they want so if you don't see that just look up any military tactic it's the biggest well-known thing to use fear to break individuals down like it's in the book 1984 i'm going to talk on books and stuff that i did in english and that's how they do um to the logical mind that isn't crippled by fear most of the decisions around us don't make sense for example i'm not crippled by fear i'm not really scared of many things i'm uh what, what would you call i'm a daredevil essentially and i use my brain and i'm not fear i'm like i'm a christian and i'm not afraid to stand up for my beliefs for goodness sake like Christians are persecuted all the time. I get attacked for my faith. I have lost friends over my faith. But you know what? That makes me even more strong because I know that what I have is a real deal. So to me, fear is just not even here. Like, I mean, at times I'm fearful, but I don't, like, I'm not um, constricted and I'm not owned by fear. So this makes sense. To the logical mind that isn't crippled by fear, most of the decisions around us don't make sense. This is where your common sense comes in. If you're not if you're not driven by fear, then your common sense can kick in. However, some people are so blind to their lack of rationale. When you are fearful, you make decisions and you make views with this lens on. Think of it like that. Think of it when you're driving and you're just normal driving in, in the seat. Cool. And then you have someone come and take your hand and they're forcing you. You still have control somewhat, but this hand is coming and they're pushing you this way and pushing you this way to do things you normally want to. This hand is representative of fear and higher ups causing that fear. So I hope that's a, I hope that's a good explanation, I guess you could say, of fear. Um, and I'm sorry if this is harsh, but this is the reality that we live in and there's no easy way to put it. If you don't agree with me, you are more than welcome to come and have a chat with me. Like, I don't hate, hate people for rationale, but like to me, it's just mind blowing because I would never, ever, ever hate on someone who is against my beliefs. But I know so many people right now, I've lost four or five friends for simply not believing the same thing they do. Like, since when has that ever been a problem? Like, I'm my faith is different to a lot of my friends, and that's never truly been a problem until it comes to the vaccine. Like, I, I don't know. Anyways, next one. Personal beliefs and values. Where have people's morals gone? Just one year ago, people were like, it's crazy to mandate something. Like, bro, I want my free rights. As soon as lockdowns became a thing, people were outraged. People in South Australia were like, what the heck is going on? We hated lockdowns. We were like, what is going on? To me, it just didn't make sense. So were the same people in this boat. But as soon as you get told something enough, you start to believe that it's the new normal. I'll go into the next point. Um, so as soon as you get told to believe something enough and get told and something is done enough times, you just begin to accept it. Slowly over time, fear and just accepting the new normal that becomes easy so like to me the crazy thing is we've lost our humanity and our ability to empathize like it's to me it's starting to look like world war ii i'm sorry to break it down to you but it is like people saw jews as not people they saw them as unclean dirty filthy things 
can you not see like a resemblance of what's happening now? Like people who are unvaxxed and don't wear masks and who go against the flow and just living their lives. They're called, I hope you get COVID. I hope you die from it. They're called selfish. They're called not loving their neighbor. Like how, how is that like? your personal morals where has your compassion come in where has your um ability to empathize with people where has that gone like when does it stop when does your own values and morals stop changing like is it when society says differently that you change your morals to fit that story or that narrative like for example people say they were so against vaccine mandates back last year And then they started introducing mandates and all of a sudden their job was on the line and all of a sudden their income was on the line and all of a sudden they had a family to feed. And then their morals and their values began to go further and further from that. So they they said that they were so against vaccine mandates, but then as soon as they got enforced, they had to get the vaccine. So where where did the morals come in? Where does your um, belief and values come? Like, is there a line that you stand up and you say, no, I'm not giving in to this tyranny because my value is blah, blah, blah. Like, where is that? One in 10 people strongly disagreed with people not wanting vaccine mandates. People are saying, like, this is a, a um, interview they did, not an interview, sorry, a um, data collection they did last, last year and then this year as well. Asked the same people the same questions and to be honest, I, I think that we're in the minority now that things are being mandated. People will have uh, believe the same thing as me, but they won't necessarily stand up for it. And I think that's, you know what, I definitely will say I think I'm in the minority. But you know what, I think it's because I have a voice that I'm actually speaking up against it. But I, the more people I talk to, the more people I realize they actually believe the same thing as me. And they are just too scared and they just don't know what to do. They're so lost. Next thing, new normal. When you agree, or uh, sorry, not when you agree, when you are told something enough, you begin to believe it as the truth. This is something that I found really interesting. I knew there was some psychology behind, and I reckon I'm going to talk to some of my psychology friends and do an episode on this, but um, it's something really cool that I learned. It's in the book, uh, 1984. That, my video just cut off, so I had to try and fix that one. Um, so I was talking about the new normal. Essentially what happens is when you are told something enough, you begin to believe it as the truth. So this, um, has to do with actually something called the illusory effect, truth effect, and essentially known as the illusion of truth effect, the validity effect or the truth effect or the reiteration effect. So it's the tendency to believe false information to be correct after repeated exposure. When truth is assessed, people rely on whether that information is in line with their understanding or if it feels familiar. The first condition is logical as people compare new information with what we already know is true. Repetition makes statements easier to process relative to the new unrepeated statements, leading people to believe that the repeated conclusion is more truthful. So it's essentially also been linked to hindsight bias in which the recollection of confidence is skewed after the truth has been received. For example, one in six or 16% felt like the life would never return to normal in June 2021. This is an increase compared to 11% in November 2020. So essentially like 
I think a lot of people are waking up to it now that, like, oh, for freak's sake, the video keeps stopping. Let me, give me a sec, peeps, to see where I got up to. Okay, I've given up on that video. You know what? Sorry, peeps on YouTube. I'll record this separately. I'll do audio, actually. Um, so essentially, one in six people felt that life would never return to normal in June. And this was an increase compared to November 20. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Okay, edit this video, Ariana. So essentially what it's saying is that uh, like a lot of people have been told so much that life is going to go back to normal. And over time they, they believed it again. Like I guess they just believe it. For example, most people are getting the job because they believe that life will go back to normal, which in reality I know is not true because they said when they hit the 80% mark and then now it's the 90% and now it's 95% and soon it'll be everyone and then booster shots will come in and then the fourth um, shot will come in and then it will just continue and continue, which we all know. But when you're told enough that life will return to normal if you do something and you're told that over and over and over and over again and that's all you're told and that's all you see, then you eventually believe that, which is what's happening now. My next point is where is the line? So I, I asked a nurse, actually, someone who I had a conversation with. Um, I asked her because she said she was all for passports, uh, all for um, the vaccine mandates for this and stuff like that, which to me just it blows my mind that a doctor who is supposed to see someone as a patient rather than see them through their medical status. Like if a homeless person was coming, you don't see them as homeless. You see them as a patient. You don't see them as their choices they've made. But apparently that's where morals have gone these days. They're not anywhere. Like there's no line for these people. So I asked her, I said, would she deny someone who is unvaccinated medical treatment? She said no, but the question I should have asked is, would you treat someone differently because of their medical status? So, like, when someone comes in, you should see them as a patient and not unvaxxed or vaxxed. Like, and I said to her, I said, this is where it's going to be happening. Like, it's already starting to happen. In Singapore, they are already making people who are unvaxxed pay for their treatment. People said to me, that's never going to happen. They cannot deny people basic human rights, like healthcare, food, um, water and clothing. They're already doing it. They are stopping people from going to buy blankets and essential items for their children. In New South Wales, people are being fined $1,000. This lady got fined because she went to Kmart unvaxxed or wherever the store was um, to get essential items like clothes and blankets for her newborn baby. She got fined $1,000. Because she was unvaccinated. You tell me how this makes sense. Where is your line? Like, you tell me. You you try and justify that. There is no justifying that. I'm sorry. Next thing that we are talking about is virtue signaling. Are you doing something because everyone else is doing it and because it is the so-called righteous thing to do? Who actually cares? So, for example, it was weird to wear a mask in the beginning. So, like, people were, like, when they saw... Um, someone wearing a mask that kind of gave them the weird eyes because we all knew that masks weren't as effective as apparently they are now apparently that's changed um so we all thought it was weird that they were wearing masks and rah 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 look what happens now virtue signaling it's you're the odd one out if you don't wear a mask people look at you weirdly as if like it's a protective thing for them like it's a subconscious protection even though it does nothing even though the like i 
it's just no explanation I have for that. Virtue signaling, if you don't know what that is, an episode's coming out. People's livelihoods. How are people going to come out of this on the other end? Will people know how to go back to the previous 2019 normal? Or will it be a new so-called normal with communist ties? That's getting extreme, but we can already see we're heading there. Like totalitarianism, we're already heading there. I can see it. I can tell you. If you don't see it, open your eyes. Will life be worth living or will we simply be surviving? Where will it stand with jobs, with our freedoms? Will we be free of fear and hatred and discrimination? Next one, personal freedoms. Have we become so complacent to listen to the higher-ups that we don't stand up for our own birthrights? The fact that people are protesting every day every day, goes to show you that most people don't agree with this. The fact that people in America are calling Australia, specifically Victoria, a police state, should be alarming. We all know that every day on the news would be America, another shooting, another this, another that. But now how the tables have turned, we are now being called a police state in Victoria. That should be alarming for people. If you are not alarmed by that, that is just something's wrong. People were alarmed with the whole abortion thing in America and Texas. But you know what? They're happily giving away their autonomy rights right now in their own flipping country. That is something I will never understand. You know, you guys preach to me, my body, my choice, except when it comes to the vaccine. Like, or you know what? Apparently it's a choice if you get the vaccine. However, when you're coerced or you live in fear that you will not be able to put food onto a table, it's like your hands are tied behind your back. It's like, we're going to give you a choice, but we're going to make you have no other choice to do it. What about the next one? Power of those in influential positions. What do they gain? Who is making the rules? What is their end goal? Is their end goal zero COVID or that we can travel again or that only uh, creating a two-tiered society where only vax people can go out and sub um, and mingle with people? Who do the rules apply to? This is a big one. Ed, do the rules apply to everyone? If you are or are you exempt if you are in power, have money or a famous celebrity that brings in money? For example, we had lockdowns here. However, the football teams could go in between each state without ever to do some lockdowns and they could go do whatever. They are not forced to get vaxxed, neither are their family. However, in the church buildings, we have to have one person per square meter. This was before. This was at the exact same time. We had to wear masks. People at the game, we had to social distance. However, when you go to the football game, that was the exact same night as when I went to church. There was people drinking beer. There was people having chips. There was people literally talking and screaming at each other without their masks on. Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how influence is not applicable here. Oh, wait, you can't. So who do the rules apply for? Relationships is something that we need to talk about. We need to talk about how domestic violence has increased, how foster care system is overloaded, how homelessness has also increased. What about the development of people, especially children? How cruel is it when there have been no reported deaths in children aged 0 to 10, uh, 23,000 cases and zero deaths? We are forcing them to get jabbed. We're forcing them to wear masks. We're forcing them to be outside of school, which is their most crucial development stages. I did child studies, so I'll be talking more on this in another episode. But yeah, social interactions in society 
In order to stay sane, we need social interactions. When locked away from people too long, we go crazy. This is like, on a serious note though, there was this, um, in Africa, there was a, what's the word? Like a orphan for babies, like an orphanage. And, uh, this guy walked in and the orphanage was dead silent. And you would expect that where there's babies, there's crying. But these babies had learned, it's so sad, there's psychology behind it. These babies had learned to stop crying because no one was coming to pick them up and they had, didn't have enough social interactions with each other. So you see something that is supposed to be normal becomes the new normal, but it's actually abnormal, which is what we're, we're seeing right now, social interactions. Children don't know how to interact with um, other people. They don't know what to do. They don't know, like, crucial developmental stages uh, that they need to meet are not being met because they are being, um, not neglected, but they're being forced to do something that is not natural for these kids. So what type of society are we creating? We have created discrimination to the extreme. We are separating people based on their vaccination status. People are wishing hate upon those who are unvaxxed. Never, ever, ever have I who is unvaxxed wished that on anyone who is vaxxed. That is the same with most people who I know is unvaxxed. They have never, ever wished it upon, un, um, they've never wished it upon vaccinated people. But you know what? People are silenced for speaking their truth if it goes against the agenda. There was this girl who's 25 and she was perfectly healthy, a horse rider, and I think she was an athlete. I can't remember track, I think it was. Um, I'll get the story up in another one. I need to message her to see if I can use her name and stuff. Um, but she essentially got the vaccine, and she ended up in hospital two days later. Uh, with She seizured, and she was paralyzed, and just all these terrible things that I would never wish upon someone. And she was fully vaxxed, and she got this from the vaccination. But you know what? She was silenced for speaking the truth. So many people are hated on if they speak against the agenda of the big tech and the big pharma and stuff like that. Like, it's not even a conspiracy theory. People feel, I I, want to know her side, but people feel like they don't have a choice but to stay silent because they're going to find hate. Like, there was that girl from, um, oh, what's her name? From one of those TV shows, Home and Away. I can't remember her name, Blondie. Um, and she put out a video saying how she has received so much hate for being unvaxxed, but it was a personal decision as it should be between her and her doctor for personal reasons that she did not share on social media. And you know what? The hate she received, she ended up taking her social media account down. She ended up deleting the video and you should have seen the threat she got from people. So like if, if you are vaccinated and you do that to people who are unvaxxed, Why? why what is like what is your intention what is the point like why okay next one truth is there an absolute truth for example we are ignoring all previous years of science when it comes to masks and previous research done on all vaccines in tassie recently probably july august this year actually i went to tassie on the tv was a documentary from 2020 and it was talking about how masks are ineffective, how you should be wearing them if you do wear these specific types of masks. Oh, how the tables have turned. Now, apparently, masks are the most effective thing. And you know what? People are forgetting the previous hundreds of years of research because it doesn't go for the agenda with people right now. Like, it doesn't go with their agenda. Next one, Big Pharma. Who is profiting? I will tell you. 50 plus billion dollars in vax in America in 2020. 
What are the other option tre- uh, treatment options? How come we haven't heard of them? Can you find them on the market? And that right now is a no. I will tell you there is no other. There is other treatment options, but if you can find them on the market, hit me up because I would love to know that. Censoring. Never, ever, ever has anything been censored so much in my life. There has been way worse things that you can censor. Like, for example, nudity, sexually explicit content. Or you can do some fact-checking for when it comes to biblical representations. Oh, no, that's too hard. We don't get paid enough for that. But look, if you look at who the fact-checker companies are owned by... Do some digging and you'll find out that the top people are the ones who are paying these fact-checking companies. It literally took me 10 minutes. I did some research. Most of them are non-profit and that's actually how it works. That They get these um, so-called donations from these top guys in power uh, to do so-called fact-checking. And you know what? Fact-check they do not do. (laughs) Democracy, the biggest one yet. Where have our citizens' rights gone? Why do we now have to trade in something for our own birthrights? We are apparently supposed to vote for things. However, soon it would not surprise me if those who are unvaxxed are not able to vote anymore. Hmm, bias already. So, you know what? Democracy is actually there to keep those who are in higher power in check. And I do not see that happening, especially when it comes to uh, Victoria right now. To be honest, I don't see that anywhere in Australia. For a democratic country, we have lost our democracy, I will say that. And next one, the most biggest one of all time. What are the repercussions of these choices? What are the long-term effects on economy, health, people, anything, society in general? What are these repercussions of the choices that we're seeing being made right now? So that is my... It is currently 10.42 and this episode has probably gone way longer than I expected. But that is... That is essentially everything. All of the um, multiple factor analysis that you have to do in order to talk about this COVID issue. I'm hoping to keep these a bit shorter, but you know what? If you've gotten this far, you are an absolute legend. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I do not condemn you if you've been vaccinated, you wear masks. But this is my personal choice. This is my brain. And to be honest, I'm very so-called woken up to society right now. And I hope that you guys are doing well. If you guys are struggling, like I know I did struggle a bit, message me, hit me up at Night Shift Thoughts. But before we go, I actually just wanted to um, quickly pray for you guys because I know that it's been a crazy time and most of you, like me, are just torn up what to do. I think um, soon with mandating, I know a lot of you have lost your jobs um, because you're not getting the vaccine. So right now I just wanted to pray for you guys. So dear Lord, I just thank you for the other person on the other side of this um, podcast. Lord, I just pray right now for supernatural peace over them. Lord, I thank you that you have everything in control. Lord, whether they believe in you or not, I just pray right now that this week will be the best week, Lord, that they will just have a peace like no other before, but they will just not be confused or they will not be worried or fearful, but Lord, they will just have a sense that things will be all right, that things will just go according to your plan. And I th- I pray for Romans 8.28, Lord. I pray right now that everything will work together for the good, Lord. And I just pray that everything, that all your promises will come to fruition. And I thank you for every single person that has made it this far into the thing and into the podcast. And I just pray for their day, Lord. I pray that they will come to know you. And I just thank you for who they are. And I pray that they will know they are loved and known by you. Okay. Amen. 
Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed this one, actually, but I'm sorry it went so long. I was going to do it in two um, two episodes, but I was like, you know what? One episode works for me. Um, so come head over to um, Night Shift Thoughts on Instagram if you guys want to talk to me or if you have any questions about this episode. I'd love to know them. Um, some polls and some podcast uh, mini snippets. I have a new series coming out it's not really serious it's called quick chats with ariana it's essentially like three to five minute ones that you can listen to on your way to work um while you're in the shower while sitting on the toilet they're just quick thoughts to um get you going and they're also conversation starters so that's coming out soon i have about six of them recorded and i'm heading to bed right now after i put this episode together so i hope you guys have a great week and if you made it this far i thank you so much and really appreciate the support also before i go can you guys go wherever you listen to this can you go give it a like a download and a rating that would that would mean the world to me because um in order to get this podcast up uh into the spotify charts we need ratings and we need to be able to stay on top they review podcasts and stuff so i'm currently doing really well with ratings and stuff but if you guys could go give it a like give it a thumbs up give it a download that'd be amazing or a save okay ariana out ciao hey guys it's me again i know you're probably sick of my voice but i just need to let you know that i am on social media so on instagram i am nightshift underscore thoughts that is nightshift underscore thoughts so if you guys want to head over from there Chuck me a follow and let me know once you've done that because you never know, you might get some sneak peek releases or you might even be able to help me with an episode in the future. So head on over to Instagram, nightshift underscore thoughts, and that's all I have. Ciao, adios. <laughs>